Welcome to the Get a Life podcast with Pastor Brandon, and here we are on the third Thursday edition of the Get a Life podcast, where this podcast is dedicated, uh, founded on John ten ten, where Jesus said the enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy. But I talking about Jesus. Jesus has came to give us life and life abundantly, fully. So we need to. We need to study the scriptures to find out how to get that life that he is talking about. And this is why this podcast is called Get a Life. And on Thursdays, uh, we will spend our time together, um, this verse by verse, digging into the word. We're going to look at the book of James. James is written by uh, the half-brother of Jesus. And let's and so we're just going to spend some uh, time each Thursday on or whatever day you may be listening to this uh, broadcast, um, but we're going to be listening every day, or every Thursday we're going to be studying um, to see what James has to say and see how we can apply that to our life and how we can stay focused on getting a life. And of course, uh, just a quick reminder that every Tuesday we'll do Interview Tuesday. Each Tuesday we'll have somebody on the uh, Get a Life podcast with us just talking about different things. Currently we're... Um, in a series with my wife Jenny talking about um, divorce and life after divorce. So if you haven't watched that, um, just go through the episodes and look for um, that one as well. But today we're going to start at James and the best place to start in a new book, a new study is the first chapter, the first verse. So that's what we're going to do right here. Um, James 1.1 says this, this letter is from James, a slave of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. I am writing the 12 tribes, Jewish believers scatter abroad. Greetings. So the first thing that we want to see, here, the first thing we see here is if you understand um, the context of this scripture is at this point, a lot of the, the apostles and disciples of Jesus and and in the early church, this is after the book of Acts, and some things are now rolling and moving. And so a lot of the people like Paul and Peter and some other ones has left and went to different places. So James has, has somewhat became the senior pastor of the early church um, as some other ones has traveled on to different places and missionary work and such. Um, another thing that, that always... Uh, Stand that really stands out to me in verse 1. And let's read it again. It says, This is a letter from James, a slave of God. Listen, this is James. He's the half brother of Jesus. I've already, uh, we already, uh, established that um a few minutes ago in this podcast but so he's a slave of god um but he's also the half brother of jesus so he could easily he could easily start off his letter by saying hey i'm jesus's brother i mean that's a much better leeway that's a much better induction but instead he started off by saying i'm a slave of god I wonder why he was starting a letter off like that instead of using bragging rights. Because if Jesus is your brother, that's a big deal, right? That's a that's a pretty big deal. But really, what is a big deal is that God is building the kingdom. We pray all the time, uh, you know, the kingdom come, that will be done. Um, 
You know, we want to see the kingdom come. God's going to build the kingdom. God is going to have victory. God is going to win because I read the end of the book. But the beauty of the gospel, the beauty of what God is doing is that he has redeemed us. He has saved us. He has changed us. We're transformed. Romans 12, 2. But the beauty is that he wants to use you and he wants to use me in participation of the kingdom come. So it may, you know what, it doesn't, let me just be real with you. Let me just be real with you for a second. It doesn't matter how many degrees you have. It doesn't matter how many Bible verses that you can memorize. It doesn't even matter uh, how many times that you read the Bible. It matters on what kind of spirit do you do this. That when you when you come to ministry, when you come to build the kingdom, when you come to your relationship with with God, are you doing it out of obligation? Or are you doing it out of love? Are you doing it for some kind of bragging rights? Are you doing it because you're just hungry for the things of God, and you want other people to be hungry for the things of God. You want you want others to be zealous for the things of God because you're zealous for the things of God. Or are you doing it because of some obligation? You're doing it for some kind of bragging rights. You're doing it because you want to know how many titles I can get in the church, how many degrees I can get in the church. You know, I want people to know me as Doctor So and So, or Pastor So and So, or the director of this or the director of that. Listen, I want. I want to be known as a slave of God. I want to be known that, you know, once I was a slave to sin, once I was a slave to drinking, once I was a slave to drugs, once I was a slave to sin, but God, but God, but God showed up in my life and now I want to be a slave to him. This is this is the same amount of effort that I put in the world. This is the same amount of love that I once loved sin. I want to love God with that kind of enthusiasm. I want to love God with that kind of zealous. And that's what it really means to get a life. You know, we use it as a negative uh, saying a lot. You know, when something, when somebody is just not really living up to their potential, what do we say? We say, man... Get a life. But really, that is what Jesus is telling us to do. And not only does he tell us to get a life, but he tells us how to get a life. How? By coming to him. He said the enemy, John 10, 10, is, the enemy is wanting to steal from you. The enemy is wanting to kill from you. The enemy is wanting to destroy you. But God, but God, but God wants you to have life with meaning and with purpose. And that is what James is saying here when he is saying, I am a slave of God. I am a servant of God. If you read a lot of the epistles, the letters, the ones that Peter has written, the ones that Paul has written, the ones that John has written, it typically starts off with being a servant, being a slave of God. And I know that we live in a culture where we don't want to talk about being a slave. We live in a culture where we want to talk about being a servant. We want to be served, not to serve. Um, we want to go to a steakhouse and I want somebody to bring me a salad. I want somebody to bring me a steak. I want to be able to drink 10 Coca-Colas and I want my waiter to keep or my waitress to keep bringing it to me because I want to be served and I don't want to serve. Um, a couple years ago as a fundraiser for the, uh, Spirit Life Kids and Kids Ministries, for the ones who don't know, we're kids pastors at our church, um, and so, a couple of years ago, we had a fundraiser where the kids would serve the adults at a Valentine's banquet. We would make spaghetti and pasta and um, salads, and then we would serve the adults, the ones who would come and uh, financially support our ministry for that for that uh, 
calendar year. And um, we told the kids, you know, we, we, we spent a good time talking about servanthood. We spent a lot of time talking about, you know, just not be served, but to serve. And we had a lot of kids ask us, why do we have to serve? Why can't they just get their own food? Why do, why do we have to get it for them? Listen, servanthood is is a hard concept because it's a godly concept because we just come into this world no one has to teach us these things we just come in this world wanting to be served like we're the master but listen i'm not the master but i know the master something else to notice in this first verse and then we'll move on is it's not about who you're related to or what your background is but it's about who god is um you know james said i am a servant. I am a slave of God. He didn't mention who his brother was, what family he was from, what kind of title he had, what kind of seminary degree he had. He just simply said that I'm a slave. I'm a servant of God. That's the mindset we need. If you want to get a life, then that's what we're going to have to do to get a life is to quit worrying about my title quit worrying about what people think about me about do i look big enough do i look bold enough do i look confident enough and we gotta we gotta start asking the question what does god think about me what does god say about me not not what does my church say about me not what does my family say about me not what does a culture say about me but what does god say about me because I, I believe these things are more important than what my when the culture says about me because the culture is not the culture is designed to hate Christians. Uh, some people in my family are not very fond of me, um, so don't hold a lot of weight in the family. There are people in my circle of friends who probably think I'm a little cuckoo or crazy. Um, but what does God say about me? You know, I can I come from a small town. Where your last name means something. Where if you have a certain last name, then you'll make the ball team. If you have a certain last name, you'll just be more well known. You'll be more popular. Well, I didn't. I didn't come from a family who has been in that town after generation after generation after generation. In fact, I was the only Aiken in my school. Uh, I was the only Brandon Aiken in my school. I was the only Aiken in my school. Um, I didn't come from a generation where my my family and their family and their grandparents and their grandparents and I didn't have a big genealogy that everybody went to that school or went to that or came from that town. And so I came from a small town to where it mattered where you it mattered um, who you're related to. But in the family of God, God doesn't care who you're related to. Um, God doesn't care how big or how little your name is. That, like I said earlier, God wants to use us. God wants, God wants us to partake in the kingdom, of the the building of the kingdom. He wants us to be kingdom builders. And it doesn't matter how big or how small your name is, because when you go to Him, it's just like it's just like marriage. When I married married Jenny, her her name went from Jenny Collins to Jenny Aiken. She took on my name. But when I came to God, I took on His name, and I took on 
who he was and it didn't matter no more about how big or how small my family was or what town I came from or what town I didn't come from or if I was good enough for this or good enough for that because when I came to God God said I'm good enough for him and I'm good enough for his family and I'm good enough to partake in the building of the kingdom it doesn't matter what your background is um, sometimes we get focused on titles sometimes we get focused you know even in the church world we get focused on What's your title? How much school do you have? How many degrees do you have hanging up in your office? You know, are you a theologian? Are you a Bible scholar? You know, do you know the Greek word of this? Do you know the Hebrew word of this? Do you, you know, what do you know? And so sometimes it's not so much about what you know, but it's about who you know. Sometimes it's just, it's just simply about who do you know? Do you know God? And I don't mean do you know of him, but do you know him personally? Do you know him intimately? Because that matters. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't do us a lot of good. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of famous people, a lot of actors and movie stars and musicians that I know of. But if they were here right now, they wouldn't know who I was. Because I know of them and not know them. So, do you know God personally? Because it matters. Your background doesn't matter. Listen, it doesn't matter how smart you are. You know, I'm not a very smart kid. I, I went to, uh, I was a slow learner in school and I had special classes where I had to have help. It's a, it's by the grace of God and miracle that I even graduated high school. And so, your, um, where you come from doesn't matter. Your background doesn't matter. Um, God doesn't, God's not interested on how much you know. He's interested on how much you know about him. Um, when we when we find out that it's more about relationship, because one of God's name in the Bible is Jehovah. Do you know what Jehovah means? Jehovah means relational God because he wants to have relationship. He calls us to have relationship with him. And when we have relationship with him, then it grows us and it doesn't matter what your background is it doesn't matter if you had a good background where you done well in school and have many degrees and you're super smart praise the lord it doesn't matter if you didn't finish school it doesn't matter if if once you were divorced or if, or if once you were um in sin you know, drinking, doing drugs, foreign vacation. Maybe you were just a hateful person. Maybe you just cussed like a sailor. I don't know. You fill in the blank. You know what you want for. But when you come to God, your background doesn't matter. Listen, the Bible teaches us that he casts our sin as far as the east is to the west. What does that mean? That means that he casts it so far away that it is gone. It is out his memory. There may be people in your circle of friends and family and in the world who will remind you of something that you did 10 minutes ago, 10 days ago, 10 years ago, maybe 10 decades ago. But God has erased it from his memory and you are now cleansed and you are now renewed and you are now in a place of God where it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who I'm related to because now I'm related to God it doesn't matter my background because now I'm walking forward listen I can't change the past I can't change where I've been I can't change the mistakes I made I can't change the things where I wish I would have did it differently but I can change tomorrow I can't change the future and it starts by taking the first step out of uh, confidence that I'm going to take a first step in the right direction in the positive direction and guess who's going to be with me 
God is going to be with me. The Jehovah, the relational God, He is going to be with me in those things. So, we'll wrap it up right there for this week. Um, in James 1, that what I want us to take away is we need to be a servant. We need to be a slave to God. This isn't this is in the past have we gave so much to the world. Let's now give it to the kingdom. And James could have opened this passage up in many different ways. But how did he open it up? He opened it up by simply saying, I'm a slave. I'm a servant to God. Listen, it's not matter where you came from. It's not matter who you know. It doesn't matter how much you know. Sometimes it doesn't even matter what you do, but what spirit you do it in. There are people doing every day, doing the right things for the wrong reasons. And we're not only going to be judged for what we do, but what spirit did I do it in? Why did I do those things? So don't just ask the question, what am I doing today? Listen, that's a very important question, but we also need to ask, why am I doing it? What's the motives behind it? What's the spirit behind it? Am I doing it out of obligation or am I doing it out of love? Listen, we got to come back to having a servant heart. We got to come back to being a slave for God where we say, where he's our master. He's, he's, he's the, he has lordship over my life. You know what the best example of a lordship is? The military, where the soldiers are obedient to the commanders. If they tell them to get up at this time and eat at this time and do this drill at this time and go to this station this time, what do they do? They say, yes, sir. No, sir. They do it. They're obedient. Well, we're in the Lordship with Jesus Christ. We're in the Lordship with God Almighty. And so when he tells us to do something, we need to have that servant heart. We need to have that slave of God mindset where we say, yes, sir, no, sir. Too many times God says something and we have the mindset of Jonah where God tells him to go to Nineveh and he says, no, let us not be like that, but let us be like a good soldier in a military let's be a soldier for the lord where when he says yes or when he says something where he says go here do this do this then we just say yes sir yes sir there's an old red back hymnal that says trust and obey for there is no other way let that be our song let that be what we do let us be like another red back hymnal this came to me this second that says, I have the I had decided to follow Jesus. There's no turning back. Let that be your cry. Let that be your song for this week. Think about ways you can be a servant. Think of ways you can be a slave to God. Think about ways that it doesn't matter about where you came from or what your background is or what your history is, but about the history God is making in you now. What is your legacy? What's your testimony going to be? So we'll be back next Thursday, and we'll pick up in verse 2, and we'll look at verse 2, 3, and 4 next week. We're going to talk about trials as James starts to go a different direction after his intro. So we'll touch back next week, but we'll be back Tuesday with the uh, second part of uh, Jenny and I's conversation about divorce and life after divorce. So tune in uh at that time Tuesday and then we'll be back Thursday as we continue to talk about James the book that continually challenges us 
So we'll see you next time. Love you guys. Thank you all for tuning in. This is this has been Get a Life Podcast.